You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we've learned at the beginning of the Tractate of Chagiga that there are two obligatory offerings to bring to Jerusalem. One is the offering, the Olat Raya, which is the, the appearance, the being seen offering, which is completely burnt on the altar. And the other is the Chagiga, the festival offering, which is about Simcha, and it's actually split. Some of it is burnt on the altar, and some of it is actually eaten by the priests. And, of course, we, you can bring other offerings, free will offerings, to Jerusalem on the Chagim. And, for that matter, any other offering that you had vowed or consecrated or dedicated during the year or during the since the previous festival, you could bring to Jerusalem with all these offerings. And so the Mishnah now just begins to explore a little bit about sources and uses of funds. Olot bamoed, so burnt offerings. And I, th- I think we're referring here, we're definitely referring to the Raya and perhaps the Chagiga and certainly other Olot. Bamoed during the intermediate days. Now, in general, these a lot were brought on the first day, but you could bring them. The Chagiga uh, and the Raya, you could you could bring on intermediate days, and certainly if you had other offerings, you could bring them on to intermediate days. And we've learned in the Mishnah of Moed Katan that when the Mishnah talks about Bamoed, when it says Bamoed, it is talking about the intermediate days of the festival. So olot bamoed, the burnt offerings on the intermediate days. Ba'ot minachulin, they come from unconsecrated funds. You can't take funds which are already consecrated for one purpose and dedicate them to fulfill your obligation because your obligation for the, these two offerings, certainly the right, well, we'll see in a minute the Beit Shammai, Beit Hillel argue about it. But look, in principle, if you're obliged to bring an an, an an olat ra'ayah and a chagiga, that's a fresh obligation. You can't take money you've already dedicated to the temple and kind of recycle it. It's almost like you're kind of giving the same money. You can't give the same money twice. You can only give it once. That's the principle. You can only give the money once. And you have to give new money for your new obligations. But shlamim are free will offerings and they're not obligatory. You, you bring them during Jerusalem to during your time in Jerusalem to eat meat. There's a principle that um, it, it feels very uncomfortable in these vegetarian days. But the Talmud has a principle: Ein simcha There's only true joy in eating meat. So you eat meat during the festival, and you can purchase this meat for it from Maaser. In fact, Maaser is designed to be converted into money and the money brought to Jerusalem and converted back into food and eaten there. The Mishnah, but the Mishnah is going to do a little quibble here. Yom Tov Rishon Shel Pesach, first day of Pesach. Beit Shammai Omrim Minachulin, Uveit Hilal Omrim Minamaser. The Chagigar on the first day of Pesach, Beit Shammai say, actually, you you have to you have to purchase it from unconsecrated funds. You can't do recycling. But Beit Hillel are going to lighten up a little bit. Beit Hillel Omrim Mina Maaser. 
And it, it, it's very odd. It doesn't ring sort of kind of, it, it jars a little bit, this comment. And the Gemara explains that Beit Hillel are going to allow you to take the minimum, um, the minimum sum of money that's required for the Chagiga. So we learned in the first part of the, the first part of the chapter that actually the amount of money you have to dedicate to these two obligatory offerings is pretty small. It's either one or two silver pieces. Um, a silver ma'ah is about the price of two loaves of bread. So this is not a lot of money. This is a minimal quantity of money. And according to the Gemara, Beit Hillel say, look, once you've allocated that quantity of money for your 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 um, chagiga, you can then add. You can then add to it with maser money to buy a big, bigger animal, and you kind of cut, mix the two together because the the chagiga in any case is going to be split. Half of it's going to be burnt on the altar. I guess we could say that half is going to be from the chulin, and the other half is going to be eaten by the priests, and that could be from the maser money. And the rambam actually clarifies the principle for us here. And it's quite useful. I mean, the, the rabbi has a very clear mind. So it's good to read him actually as he, so to speak, as he speaks. Vehaikaret's lane, where the principle is. Any obligatory offering must come from unconsecrated funds, from chulin, i.e. you can't give the same money twice. Can't do it. Even though they, Hillel have got this sort of financial engineering way of giving a little bit of this and a little bit of that, of mixing it. And then the Rambam lets you know the Mishnah specified the first day of Pesach. Look, the Mishnah began by saying, Yom Tov Rishon Shel Pesach. And then we have the argument between Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. Why are we talking about the first day of Pesach? So the Rambam explains to you, the Mishnah specified the first day of Pesach to let you know that the Chagiga of the 14th of Nisan, that's Erev Pesach, that's the Chagiga that we eat after we finish the, the, the Seder, the Chagiga that we finish the Seder with. The Chagiga of the 14th of Nisan is not obligatory. That's a bit of a shock to us. And this is discussed in the Tractate of Pesachim. So it's outside our scope today. And so the Rambam goes on to say, we're only speaking about the Chagiga of Yom Tov here. We're not speaking about the Chagiga of Erev Yom Tov of the 14th of Nisan. And the Gemara will apply this halacha from the first day of Pesach to the first day of any other festival. What about other kinds of other kinds of obligations? So in other words, because there is an obligation of, um, I mean, we eat meat. We eat meat during the intermediate days of the festival. And th these are the offerings that can come from um can sometimes come from consecrated money. And the Mishnah goes on to say, Yisrael, Israelites can fulfill these obligations with vow offerings or free will offerings or cattle tie. These are all offerings that are brought up to Jerusalem to eat on the festival. They are Kornim. And the Kornim, Bechata'ot, Uva Ashamim, 
These are all offerings that are given to the priests with sin offerings and guilt offerings and the firstlings and the breast and the shoulder. These are all offerings that are given to the priests. But not with bird offerings and not with meal offerings. And again, we're going to come back to this principle in the Talmud. Very strange principle to us now that you don't have real simcha unless you eat real real meat. And in the time of the Mishnah, a bird wasn't considered a real meat. When the Mishnah talks about basar, they're talking about a mammal, about a, um, a sheep or a cow. Now, remember we learned that the minimal quantity, the, the, the minimal value of these two obligatory offerings, the olat ra'aya and the olat chagiga, the, the chagiga and the ra'aya offering, the minimal quantity value was really rather small. It was one, depending on Beit Shammai or Beit Hilal, it was one or two silver pieces. And the Mishnah continues, someone who's got many people to eat and very few possessions, Poor man with big family. So that he'll bring many, many thanksgiving offerings. And he can buy these from Aser Sheni, from second tithe. And very, very few burnt offerings. In other words, he's going to just keep the minimal quantity of burnt offerings. Because these are burnt on the, burnt on the altar. He can't give them to his family. What about the other way around? Someone who's got many, many possessions, but few people to eat with him, a rich man with no family. So that sort of person will bring many, many offerings to put on the altar and few thanksgiving offerings. Someone who has little of either. In other words, few family and few offerings. Okay, this is the person that really just brings the minimal one or two piece silver offering. For the someone who has little, few possessions and few family, for him is written the Mishnah, one ma'af silver or two pieces of silver. So he gets away with the minimal quantity. Much of both. This is, this is the rich guy, the rich guy with a big family. Every man is as, as he is able, according to the blessing that the Lord your God has bestowed upon you thank you for listening to this edition of the daily mishnah podcast with benedict